If I had to bet which team I think he'd be on next year, it would be the Knicks. Depends on what we're trying to do. Are we trying to win a championship in L.A.? You know that it's, you're not going to hire Ty Lue and a year into it be like, oh, my God, do we have to right. fire him? Chris Broussard here, and welcome to the brand new Hoops on Fox podcast. This podcast will give you your daily dose of all things NBA from Fox Sports, including the best content from Skip and Shannon, Nick Wright, plus special guests, fresh NBA content from myself, post-game interviews from NBA stars around the league, and much, much more. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Up first, Nick Wright joins Colin Coward to break down the potential NBA seeding and Russell Westbrook's historic game. Via the Coward Global Satellite Network. Call first things first. Um, you know, I was saying single guys think they have power because they can go out every night and have a good time, go to bed when they want. But ultimate power for a man is when you join with a strong, beautiful, powerful woman who has her own identity and she tells you at night, you should demand more. And there is a certain pressure when you go home, Nick and I, we're both married, that you know you have to be a little more responsible now. You and I have to be grown-ups, and we've got families. Russell Wilson, in his own way, is saying, okay, this isn't about Pete. <laughs> this isn't about Legion of Boom. Since Ciara has come into his life, Russell Wilson is now saying, this is my franchise, and I'm going to uh, – this is what I feel on this deadline, Nick. I'm going to put a stamp on it. Fellas – this is my franchise, and I'm totally okay with it. What say you? Colin, this is a classic and perfect Colin Cowherd analogy, and I, I think I'm evidence of this. When I met my wife, I was a gambling-addicted, fledgling local radio host. Then this lady right here, come on, baby, say hello to everybody. <laughs> there you go. This lady right here came into my life. Now I'm talking to you once a week. I live in New York City. I had a television show. Changed my life. And so I totally agree. First of all, second of all, the only question for Seattle is this, because I feel about Russell Wilson the way you do. I think he is one of the most underrated players ever. Last year, third in the league in passer rating, third in the league in touchdown interception ratio. Over the last two years, first in the league in total touchdown passes. Yet despite that, last season, 22 quarterbacks threw more passes per game than Russell Wilson. In the playoff game, Brian Schottenheimer called the game as if Blake Bortles were his quarterback, <laughs> not Russell Wilson were his quarterback. So if you're going to buy the Lamborghini, don't drive it once a month now. Because if you can, if you can trade the Lamborghini for a forerunner, for a snowmobile, for some skis, because it's better on the rocky road, so be it. If that's the team you want to be. Because I think Oakland would give you all the picks. I think Giants would give you their whole draft, and it'd be worth it. But if you're going to pay Russell Wilson, take him out of the garage more than once every 10 to 12 days. Let him be Russell Wilson. I think they should pay him, and I think they should use him. Uh, Nick, I'm reading a story this morning. Jawan Howard's the new betting favorite to become the coach. And I look at the list of people, and it's Jawan Howard and Jason Kidd and Jerry Stackhouse and Mark Jackson. I love him. And Jeff Van Gundy's a buddy. He's funny. And Doc Rivers. And it feels like people who are on Celebrity Apprentice. I would like a grinder. I would like somebody like uh, Nick Nurse that I don't know. This feels like famous people that Magic's gone to dinner with. When I see Jawan Howard's the leading candidate, it makes me go, well, how is Denver and Toronto and Milwaukee and nobody knew Greg Popovich before he was Greg Popovich? Shouldn't I be concerned that, and I got nothing against Jawan Howard, but that list of people, according to Vegas, they're all famous people. 
Like, the, where's the grinder on this well, list? Well, I think, I, to be fair, I think Juwan Howard has been a grinder. He's, he's a famous person as a player, but he has done, if you will, the minor league coaching circuit, the assistant coach jobs. He has done that. So I, I think Juwan Howard would qualify for what you're talking about. But the reason Ty Lue is the second name on that list and the reason that I think Ty Lue is going to be the head coach is the Lakers cannot go for the upside pick like a Nick Nurse because sometimes those picks flame out. They have to go with safe. They have to go with known quantity. And so they don't have the luxury of saying, ah, if we get this wrong, we'll fire him after two years, bring in someone new. They've got to go with someone they know can coach, that they know can coach with LeBron, that they know can get on the same page with LeBron because they got two, maybe three years of prime LeBron maximum. And so I think Ty Lue's the right call. I, I don't think Jawan Howard would be the wrong call, but that the fact that he's the betting favorite surprises me. But the unproven first-time you know, video guy like Spo became in Miami, Spo ended up being great, but there's a risk to it, and you need time to be able to go with the risky choice. I think they have to go with the safe choice. I know Ty Lue can coach a LeBron James team to a championship. I know they can beat the Warriors. I've seen it happen. Um, last night, Russell Westbrook, uh, you know, 2020-20, at one point waved out to coach. Listen, it was a night that was different than most nights. We know he's a remarkable talent, uh, but Nipsey Hussle was murdered in Los Angeles, and uh, Russell did what Russell doesn't do. He let us see Russell and his emotions and said, I'm doing this for a friend. And Russell's not – he doesn't let that part of Russell out much. He's pretty protective of his family and his personal private life. That I get. But I said earlier – the the. The NBA is a long regular season like baseball. It's too long. I think they should have fewer games, more urgency, and have healthier players always during the playoffs. The regular season in basketball is a little bit of the undercard, and Russell's an amazing undercard story. But the postseason's pay-per-view, and right today they'd open with Golden State, and that would not, let's be honest, outside of Houston, that wouldn't be good for anybody in the world, okay? Uh, not the Globetrotters, right. not anybody. I mean, that's just you're not beating them, right? So – Taking last night away, because it was a great night. Are you concerned, because you love Westbrook and his game and what he means to basketball, do you think there is a feeling, though, the rent is kind of due during the main event and pay-per-view, that, that these nights are great and they are good stories, but rent's due? I, listen, I appreciate I, – I heard you at the beginning of the show, and I appreciate what you said about what Russ did and who Nipsey Hussle was and that tragedy. I mean, that was – it was an unspeakable tragedy, and it touched the entire community. And for Russell to call his shot the way he did, this, I mean, I, I said it this morning on the show, this is Babe Ruth to the sick kid, I'm going to hit two home runs. Not one home run, two home runs. To say I'm going to go out and go 20-20-20 when it ha has been done by one person ever and then accomplish it, it speaks to the singular greatness of Russell Westbrook. But now to your question. If in year two of Paul George... They are one and done in the playoffs again. Uh, to, close, to quote a wise man, that ain't great. <laughs> However, they are right now going to open with Golden State. But they're tied for the seven spot. If they get the, two, the seven spot, they can beat Denver. And they can, give, they, they can be a problem for any team in the West other than Golden State. For Golden State, they would just be an annoyance. And your, your points are well taken that 
Look at the teams with multiple All-Stars. Warriors prohibitive favorites. Houston, the, the only team that really threatens Golden State. Milwaukee, 60-plus wins. Philly, a real title contender. And then there's OKC. Your critiques are legitimate, but I watched that game last night, Golden State and Denver, and I said, Denver is the 60-win Hawks. Good night, good luck, <laughs> you're finished. So, like, the if the... If the Thunder can get to the seven line where they have the same record as San Antonio, they can beat that team. And that would be a step in the right direction. But listen, Russ either needs to stop shooting threes or start making more. I think the critique of his game can start and end there. He's having the worst three-point shooting season he's had in his veteran stage of his career, and it's really hurt them. That's totally fair. Uh, by the way, great seeing your wife. You look like a million bucks. You were a, kind of a scruffy, uh, vagabond radio guy. Yeah. Now, look at you. Look at how well-dressed you are. Look at your haircut. You yeah, have... Yes, she's helped you out a lot, my It friend. was risky. Now, listen, I... I changed my hair. I'm in the process of changing my hair. And you, I, I, I try to look to you for a lot of things. Once upon a time, Colin Coward changed his hair. Didn't go so well. So I didn't know if that was going to be a good idea for me. But I'm, I'm going out on a limb for it. My wife, who dresses me and also styles me, she, she's been pushing me towards this. So, yeah, I'm doing my best here. I love you. You're the best. Send my best uh, to you and yours, my friend, Nick Wright. Good talking to you. Next, Chris Broussard joins Nick and CeCe to discuss the possibility of Jawan Howard becoming the new Lakers head coach. I was told about a week ago by somebody connected to the Lakers that there's a guy out there, a candidate that nobody's mm. really talking about. Is it Jawan Howard? I'm not sure. He's a good coaching candidate. You know, obviously he's played with superstars. Was, you know, what, has what, kind what of... What makes you say, what, what makes you say that? Yes. I think, one, he's played with superstars like LeBron. Mm -hmm. He also himself as a player was at one point kind of a star and then became a role player, so he understands that level. He's been on a good coaching staff with Spolstra where mm -hmm. they won championships, and now they've kind of, you know, been mediocre. And he comes from a culture in Miami that, you know, they know the importance of, well, of culture building. Don't you think that David Fisdale's success helps Juwan Howard's prospects? A guy well, that, he hasn't really had success yet. Well, you mean I, in Memphis? In Memphis, was, okay, yeah. In Memphis. David Fisdale's yeah. success in Memphis, and, and I think, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. the Knicks are terrible, but the I think he is regarded as a good coach. Right. And he came from he, that. he is a good he coach. He was on mm -hmm. that staff. Yeah. Like, yes. when you have the Spolstra coaching tree, all of a sudden, it's like people are more have question marks about coaches that come from Belichick's tree because they haven't been very successful. Right. If you have all of a sudden one branch of your tree, it's like, hey, that's a good coach. I think that that helps him. I think that heat culture is special. Oh, I, no the, question. And we, you yes. mentioned they haven't had much success since LeBron left, but they've overachieved. They, 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 I feel they've overachieved. They, it was last year they went, or two years ago, 11-30. and 30. And then finished the year 30 and 11. Yeah. Their turnaround. I, I think. I wouldn't say overachieved, but I mean, because they, they haven't, those young players haven't developed into really good players. I mean, and I think Spolster's a good coach. Mm -hmm. The culture's tremendous. Now, all that said with Howard, I don't think he's the coach for the Lakers, personally. I don't think LeBron's got two, maybe three years left where you can win this championship. I don't think they need to be experimenting. I, I think, you know, mm. like Derek Fisher. 
We all thought, I could have said the same exact things I said about Jawan Howard, about Fisher. We all thought he'd be a really good coach. And he may be down the line. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it obviously didn't work out in New York. And you were with your, a mentor of yours in Phil Jackson. So, I look, Ty Lue is the guy. He knows LeBron. He's won a championship. He knows what LeBron needs around him and what LeBron's like. I just don't think this is the time to bring in a first-year coach. When you're looking at a candidate for the Lakers, does the question have to be, is this the best coach to challenge LeBron, or is this the guy that LeBron knows best and he feels most comfortable with? Does Jawan Howard fit into one of those two? Well, I think that he fits in one of those buckets, buckets as far as LeBron being familiar. And if there was coaching styles, if you went to head coaches and or systems that they're running, would the Miami Heat be one of the systems that LeBron, because he's familiar with it, respect? And they've been like, yes. I like how they prepare the, uh, the players. I like how they go about their business every day. I like how they travel. I like how they treat the players. So if I can't get Pop, if I can't get Rick Carlisle, if I can't get Spoles, like if I can't get those guys, I'm going to take someone from their tree that they can give me things that I believe that LeBron will, will, will buy into. So I believe that him being familiar, not only him playing, but LeBron has tremendous connective tissue with people he's been with, especially the older players. Like, man, they rant and rave about the relationship that they have. They go back and forth. So I know that veteran players have always been special to LeBron. I'm like you, though. What's the difference in Jawan Howard and Luke Walton from a couple years ago? Because, man, I, I believe that coaches are born, but also you have to develop them into getting them to being the best version of themselves. It's rarely Nick Nurse. It's rarely a guy who first year, first time head coach and hits the ground running. Now, he also took over a team that was the number one seed in its conference last year, mm -hmm. got better and added Kawhi Leonard, and so he was in a perfect situation. He's I, got low-maintenance guys, look, too. Apps, and, and they're out of the spotlight. Right. They don't have drama surrounding them because they're in Toronto. The other reason Jawan Howard, I think,'s name is going to be connected, not just because he played three seasons with LeBron, won two titles, and then coached LeBron for a year because LeBron's last year Miami he was on the staff, but people, I, I don't think people knew this. I didn't know this. Rob Belinka was on the Fab Five. Rob right, Belinka, yeah, so they that. played in college together. He obviously was not one of the Fab Five, but he was on that he team. He was so, around the periphery. Exactly. So he, <laughs> he has, so he has a relationship with Juwan. But I, I, not to just be, uh, you know, a, an echo course, an echo chamber here. I totally agree with you on Tyler. It's, you cannot go for the high upside pick. You have to go with the safe pick. And you know Ty Lue can do it. You know what system he'll run. You know the relationship with LeBron. You know that it's, you're not going to hire Ty Lue and a year into it be like, oh, my God, do we have to right, fire him? Right. And they, when you have you, – the clock is ticking fast. You said three years. That's what's left on his contract. And that is the, the most optimistic LeBron James supporter right. would say three years left as a top five guy. Realistically, it like it's two. probably two. It, I mean, we're, we're year 19. He's going to be an MVP right. candidate is what we're talking about. So it's probably two. So you can't put yourself mm -hmm. in where there's any chance that going into year three, wait, are we replacing the coach again? Right. Now, and if I thought that one of these young up-and-coming coaches is going to have some insight on getting one of these free agents, sure. with Jawan, he's from Chicago. Anthony Davis, he's from Chicago. They might have some relationship, but he's not a free agent. Right. right. You know, so if I had something like that, I'd be willing. But as you guys mentioned, as far as LeBron and the Lakers, yes, you have to keep in mind 
about LeBron and how long he's going to be able to play. It's got to be a part of it. That part right there is more important than is LeBron familiar with the system. They need a coach who's ready to go right now. So if they get a free agent or if they're able to make the AD trade, that they have enough things in place that they can be a title contender next right season. Right away. There's a lot of coaches that look like that were hot assistants. And I'm not saying Jawan wouldn't be good, but I mentioned Derek Fisher. Remember Mark Ivoroni coming out of Phoenix yeah. years ago? He was, like, going to be the next great coach. Heck, Luke. I mean, to this point, Luke hasn't done it. So, you, like I said, you can't be experimenting. You, and now, I've heard Ty Lue wants big money. Because as much as he likes LeBron and they get along, it's he stressful, knows man. It's, it's, it's a hard job. It's a hard job. And Magic, yes. too, right? Yes. So he wants big-time money. So I don't know if that's a factor, but uh, maybe why are you hearing about Jawan now? Wow. <laughs> now, James Harden and Chris Paul's post-game interviews after beating CP3's old team in the Clippers. James, you, you were a huge close friend with uh, Nipsey Hussle. Um, what, what does it mean to you to show the guys that show love to them around the NBA community? Not only the NBA community, around the world. Like he was, uh, he was powerful. He was powerful not just to a certain dynamic or a certain city, but just to the world. You know, he was, uh, he was a leader. He was with so many things. and. Uh, you know, his life got taken away off nonsense, off off BS. And so it's just uh, it's been sad, man. I've been not only myself, but a lot of people around this world was affected by it, and I just it doesn't seem real. James, put on your Instagram, you guys, you guys are working on something together. You say you're gonna finish it. What, what is it? You'll see. You'll see. You scored 135 tonight, you only gave up 103. Which, which both good numbers, which is uh, more pleasing to you? Uh, the defense. Uh, we got a lot of opportunities offensively by our defense, and so we've been playing well since the break uh, defensively. I think we're top three or top two in, in, in defense, so we're just going to continue that, continue to trust each other, help each other, have each other's back, uh, rebound the basketball, um, and then offensively, it'll, it'll be a lot easier for us. James, the first game after All-Star, you guys came here, played the Lakers, and since then, 18-3. and three. You won't have the same seeding or record as you did last season, but you're perhaps going into the first We're healthy, the that's momentum. why. Yeah, we're healthy. I mean, before All-Star break, we weren't healthy. We had guys in all the lineups, basically our starting lineup. We had guys coming in out of the lineups, coming in our roster, coming in our team. Uh, so this, we, got a, we finally got a rhythm, and um, these 18 or 20-some 20, 20 games has been great for us. Is it good for this team to have something at stake down the stretch? There's something to play for rather than just wait to get to the playoffs. Yeah, and then we have some opponents coming up that's you know not in the playoffs, so it's easy for a team to relax and you know go out there and just you know play around. You know we got to make sure we take full advantage of the opportunity, uh, take care of business, and, uh, and do what we're supposed to do. Is this the best this team has played all year? Yeah, it's the best we played, and uh, it's the right time. How fun is it to come there, back to L.A.? So uh, it's always good to come home. Chris, this time of year, games can be uh, pressure-packed. Uh, the intensity gets ramped up. But that in mind, how nice to have a game that was a relatively easy one. Um, I mean, it's a hard-fought game. Like I said, uh, you know, that's a team that they're very disciplined. They pay attention to detail, so we knew we had to come out and be ready to play. Chris, what do you think about matching up with them in the playoff series? Um, it'll be a tough series. You know, like I said, 
They're very disciplined. Uh, we'll worry about that if it, if it happens. Obviously, they was out without Pat Bear tonight. That's a big, big difference for their team. You guys tried to work through some things this season. You've had some adversity, you've had some injuries and so on. Do you feel that that experience may actually help you when you're going into the playoffs? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> you know what I mean? I always say, don't nobody care about the story unless you win it. So. We win it, we can look back and say, oh, that was great adversity. You guys shot 47% from the three-point line. You guys are healthy. Is there anybody in the NBA that can beat you guys? Uh, we're one of the few teams that worry about us going into any given night. If we play the way that we're able to and we defend, uh, we shoot a lot of threes. So if we make them, it's going to be good for us. You guys may match up with the Clippers in the playoffs. Were you guys trying to make a statement tonight? Uh, no, we just wanted to win. We just wanted to win. You know what I mean? You can't really make too many statements. This intensity has seemed more. the best it has been all year in these last few games. At a time of year when that can be a challenge, How, what do you attribute, attribute uh, that to? Just, uh, we got a lot of pros, a lot of pros, and, and guys understand the magnitude of each game and what we're trying to do and what we're trying to build. Um, you know, we only got, what, three more games now? Four, three or four more games? Three more games to get ready for the you know, the, the great grind in the playoffs, so everybody's trying to get going. Hey, you ever so, you hear Clipper Darrell point at you? Hey, he used to do it all the time when I played for New Orleans. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, Chris, when you talk Last about the addition of Fareed, Kenneth Fareed and Nene, what they um, mean to your team? They, they're huge for us. Nene, just consummate professional, knows how to play. And Kenneth, his energy is contagious, you know, rebound and running the court and stuff like that. We need that when guys come off our bench. Following Rick Bucher and Steven Jackson joined Whitlock and Wiley to dissect the Lakers' head coaching position. Who should be coaching LeBron and the Lakers next year? Dun, 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 dun. Ooh. Ah. That's the Allen Iverson step over there. Okay, uh, nice, nice. <laughs> little artistry, if you will. <laughs> Tyloo, <Tell Look>, huh? <laughs> it, it depends on what we're trying to do. Are we trying to win a championship in L.A.? Is that still Well, you define. What, are, what should they be trying to do? That's your coach pick. You're trying I, to win it all. If I go and get LeBron James, then i got to put him in the best position to succeed. I know he succeeded with Ty Lue. I know he's familiar with him. I know that they are comfortable with each other. Anything else that you put out there on the board, especially Bill Self, that is like oh, way goodness. out there. Uh, is, oh, a good coach is way out there, but go ahead. Well, a good college, <laughs> a good coach. college right, coach. Right, right. I mean, there's, coach. Yeah. there's a big difference there in my mind, but yep. we're talking about winning a championship. So Juwan Howard, I mean, what? that's Luke Walton. It's Luke Walton with less experience. I like the idea of Jason Kidd if you're going to take sort of an off-the-track uh, choice. But for me, if you're trying to get something done in short order with LeBron James, there's really only one cho choice, and Ty Lue is it. Mm. All right, Greg. Uh, I'm not going with Ty Lue. I'm going here with Mark Jackson. <laughs> Mark, last name. I'm going with Mark Jackson. Uh, and, and the reason why, number one, I'll say, uh, Mark Jackson's representation is who? Clutch sports, may I add. <laughs> Let me know that for number one. So the bookkeeping will be tight. I'm right. just saying. I'm just saying it's clutch sports. But he's he holds Mark Jackson in a high regard. He respects Mark Jackson, what he was able to do on the court as a player, what he does now, how he's coached, what he's done with the – formerly what he did with the Golden State Warriors. So there's a level of respect that he will have going into this. Has he won – as a head coach, no, a championship. But Ty Lue, he gets 
He has one with Ty Lue in the East. This is a different beast. Mark Jackson has coached in the West. He understands what it takes to win in the West. And then you give him LeBron James, somebody who you go, you're going to thrive with. He's worked with young guys. He's developed young guys. He developed that core that we see thriving right now with Steve Kerr and Golden State. I like the choice. Can anybody pick holes in Mark Jackson? Why not Mark Jackson? Well, I would say this as far as, you know, some of the similar situations where I didn't work in Golden State. You have certain players that curse. You have certain players that are outlandish. And Mark, he kind of like puts a, a hold on a lot of that stuff. It's more of a, of a clean run team. And it's hard, to, it's hard to tell men what to say and what to do. And that's going to be a problem. Again, for me, it's the timeline. Mark Jackson did what he did, and I was there front and center to see it. He changed the culture of the Golden State Warriors. He, he said, we're not going to be the same old Warriors. He implemented a defensive mentality that they had not previously had. But it took a couple years to do that. They're not there right now. I need a guy who's going to instantly take me to the starting line, and we're taking off chasing a championship. Really quick question. No, did, they have, time. did they have a LeBron James? No, but they had okay. a Steph Curry. They had a Clay Thompson. They had a, I mean, they had they a, had, a, thank you. They had a developing Steph Curry. I'm going to tell you why I like Mark Jackson. I, anybody on this list, there's one guy that I know that has a big enough pair to stand up to. And it better not be self. It better not be self. No, I'm, 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 I said Mark Jackson. Oh, okay. I'm about to, I'm, <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. I'm about to run out of here. Let me finish. I, I'm going to circle back to my that. Bad, OG. My bad, But I'm just saying, Mark Jackson has a big enough, and I think that's most important. LeBron, when you go look at the success he had in Miami, Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra had a big enough pair to stand up to LeBron. Mm -hmm. That's the key. No? Yep. Uh, and that's that. That's why. That's so why my pick. So did Ty Lue? Did he or did he not? I, uh, I, 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 Ty Lue took off sick, and I love Ty Lue. I've known him since he was a kid. I love Ty Lue. Ty Lue took off sick. Okay. LeBron wore him out. Fair. Mark Jackson ain't gonna get worn out. But he, and it's for the same reasons uh, Stevens talking about. This dude is filled. And again, I'm not. You don't have to agree with me. He's filled with a religious energy that I, I love. That supersedes everything. I love he it. He can deal with LeBron James. He's not scared of LeBron James, even though they're both represented by Clutch. There's too much fear of LeBron James in the NBA. That's why I halfway like this. I pick. would think Jake Kidd would have the same onions and the ability to stand up to him. But again, to say it's how you stand up. To LeBron. Very I can't true. just be telling LeBron what to do. I need to be able to persuade him that this is the best way to do it. And I need to listen as much as I have to A tell. A preacher. That's what preachers do. They persuade. Okay. And they use so, their bully pulpit to persuade. What you said, what you said, and what you said. He has it all. Experience. He has the experience. He has the toughness. What else? What else? What else? What else? What else he needs? He's, he, he's a he's, snake. As a, as a player. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many people does he have to snake before we can put that label on him? Huh? Who, I mean, what? who has he snaked? Look, uh, the guy, uh, Larry Drew. You, you going, you, you going by what you hear, right? Uh, uh, who, who, uh, Are you going by what you hear? Who, Brian Shaw, didn't he have the Brooklyn job? And you assuming. Went in and took You assuming. Right? When your best friends in Milwaukee yeah, hire I'm just saying, you and they fire I don't, you. I don't, I don't, assume, I don't <laughs> assume what everybody say about you on IG because I know you. So you can't assume. Byron Scott is the name you're thinking of. Byron Scott. But, but, <laughs> the best person for the job right here. If your best friends in Milwaukee hire you. He's, not, he, he's not hired by Clutch. Why? Because he has the experience. 
LeBron respects him. He can tell LeBron when he's wrong. He can, he can hold LeBron accountable for all his mistakes, not playing defense. Honestly. The perfect guy. Nobody respects Lou Walton. Nobody. This defeats the purpose of our conversation. What? We're approaching this from the, the wrong end. You need a GM. You need someone who's going to build that roster far more than you need a head coach. You can get any one of these guys can come in. I haven't in. given my choice they're, yet. They're not ultimately <laughs> going to be the solution. I haven't given All my right. choice yet. He wanted to go last. The, the, yeah, I want to go last. Get the magic bullet. Jawan Self. Jawan. Jawan Self. Oh, my goodness. I'm I like both of these guys. Jawan's a respected guy. Right. And Jawan, I know Jawan personally covered him when he was uh, the Fab Five. The guy has great character. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And he does. Scared of nothing. Agreed. Will stand up to LeBron. I don't, you know, I'm not going to put him on Mark Jackson's level, but they have enough of a relationship that. You know, LeBron, I think Juwan is a guy that would command LeBron's respect. And I just respect Juwan. I happen to personally, I've covered Bill Self for a long time, have seen him coach. To me, I would hire Bill Self and I'd trade LeBron. Go ask 100 players <laughs> in the NBA and ask them if they know Bill yeah, Self. See, the issue I is... would hire Bill Self. Nobody knows and... him. And I don't dump have LeBron. I don't have an issue Andrew with Wiggins Tyloo. knows him. I don't have look, look what you talking about. Kid, but the Bill <laughs> Self knows him. The Bill Self, right. the reason why I would have an issue with a Bill Self is because you need somebody right out the gate to have LeBron James's ear and attention. Bill Self is not going to have that. In respect. Yes. J Kid Mark Jackson. J Kid would Mark have Jackson. that. Jawan Howard would have that. Mark Jackson too. The and Tyron Lue would have The first time Bill Self puts a play in runs a practice, and LeBron or anybody on that team says, that's not how we do it. Rondo. Done. Come on, y'all be going to run this. <laughs> you kidding Rondo, me? Done. Rondo dusted immediately. I'll dust Rondo today. His days are numbered. Are you kidding me? His days me? are behind him. Come What's, on, who's man. He's, he's winning the championship. You can't he's dust a, me. I'm not in the NBA. He's part you of won't the... score on me. <laughs> I'm not talking about playing. He's talking about I'm, saying I'm, a, I'm talking about getting rid of Why would you get rid of, a, of an NBA champion, an experienced champion? You a got decade a ago? You got a whole bunch Paul, of... You know Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett and He's Ray better than a lot of those guys on the team right now. And that's the problem. And that's why that's why uh, Rick made the point of they need to build a real roster. No, they do. They do. And I guess Rick's saying they need to sweep out Magic and Palinka if they really want to have a chance. Uh, I'll give them this summer to show me what they're capable of doing. But the reality is, is that we're all, the focus is so much on, like, okay, they're one piece away. They're a coach away. Mm -hmm. Like, there's one fix. They're not anywhere close. Nope. Not making the playoffs and finding out exactly who you want to keep among these young guys, because you can do all you want during the regular season. Mm -hmm. You need to be in the postseason to show me what you're really yes. about. When a team prepares for you, now I get to find out whether I can build with you or not. Right. They're not going to get that opportunity. So they are flying blind with talent that nobody around the league respects. So you're going to be, it's going to be a challenge to get anything for them. And you're building a you're building you're trying to build a championship team off a lottery team. And not and going into the playoffs, Rick, going into the playoffs, not knowing what guys can play in those big games and not making making those big shots going into next season, that's 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 something they needed to see. They need to see who they can bring going forward and who they can build on going forward. They can't see that not being in the playoffs. Finally, Chris Broussard joins Nick and CeCe again to talk about the possibility of KD joining the Knicks this summer. I was told about a week ago by somebody connected to the Lakers that there's a guy out there, a candidate that nobody's mm. really talking about. I, I, is it Jawan Howard? I'm not sure. He's a good coaching candidate. You know, obviously he's played with superstars. 
was, you know, well, has kind of. What makes you say, what, what makes you say that? Yes. I think, one, he's played with superstars like LeBron. Mm -hmm. He also himself as a player was at one point kind of a star and then became a role player, so he understands that level. He's been on a good coaching staff with Spolster where mm -hmm. they won championships, and now they've kind of, you know, been mediocre. And he comes from a culture in Miami that, you know, they know the importance of, well, of culture building. Don't you think that David Fisdale's success helps Juwan Howard's prospects? A guy well, that, he hasn't really had success yet. You well, mean I, in Memphis? In was, Memphis, okay, yeah. In Memphis. David Fisdale's yeah. success in Memphis, and, and I think, yeah, obviously, yeah. the Knicks are terrible, but the, I think he is regarded as a good coach. Right. And he came from he, that. He is a good he coach. He was on mm -hmm. that staff. Yeah. Like, yes. when you have the Spolstra coaching tree, all of a sudden, it's like people are more have question marks about coaches that come from Belichick's tree because they haven't been very successful. Right. right. If you have all of a sudden one branch of your tree, it's like, hey, that's a good coach. I think that that helps him. I think that heat culture is special. Oh, I, no the, question. And we, you yes. mentioned they haven't had much success since LeBron left, but they've overachieved. They, 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 I feel they've overachieved. They, it was last year they went, or two years ago, 11-30. and 30. And then finish the year 30 and 11. Yeah. Their turnaround. I, I think. I wouldn't say overachieved, but I mean, because they, they haven't, those young players haven't developed into really good players. I mean, and I think Spolster's a good coach. The mm -hmm. culture's tremendous. Now, all that said with Howard, I don't think he's the coach for the Lakers, personally. I don't think LeBron's got two, maybe three years left where you can win this championship. I don't think they need to be experimenting. I, I think, you know, mm. like Derek Fisher. We all thought – I could have said the same exact things I said about Juwan Howard, about Fisher. We all thought he'd be a really good coach. And he may be down the line. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it obviously didn't work out in New York. And you were with your, a mentor of yours in Phil Jackson. So, I look, Ty Lue is the guy. He knows LeBron. He's won a championship. He knows what LeBron needs around him and what LeBron's like. I just don't think this is the time to bring in a first-year coach. When you're looking at a candidate for the Lakers, does the question have to be, is this the best coach to challenge LeBron, or is this the guy that LeBron knows best and he feels most comfortable with? Does Juwan Howard fit into one of those two? Well, I think that he fits in one of those buckets as far as LeBron being familiar. And if there was coaching styles, if you went to head coaches and or systems that they're running, would the Miami Heat be one of the systems that LeBron, because he's familiar with it, respect? And have been like, yes. I like how they prepare the, uh, the players. I like how they go about their business every day. I like how they travel. I like how they treat the players. So if I can't get Pop, if I can't get Rick Carlisle, if I can't get Spoles, like if I can't get those guys, I'm going to take someone from their tree that they can give me things that I believe that LeBron will, will, will buy into. So I believe that him being familiar, not only him playing, but LeBron has tremendous connective tissue with people he's been with, especially the older players. Like, man, they rant and rave about the relationship that they have. They go back and forth. So I know that veteran players have always been special to LeBron. I'm like you, though. What's the difference in Jawan Howard and Luke Walton from a couple years ago? Because, man, I, I believe that coaches are born, but also you have to develop them into getting them to being the best version of themselves. It's rarely Nick Nurse. 
It's rarely a guy who first year, first time head coach and hits the ground running. Now, he also took over a team that was the number one seed in its conference last year, mm -hmm. got better and added Kawhi Leonard, and so he was in a perfect situation. He's I, got low-maintenance guys, lo too. Apps, and, and they're out of the spotlight. Right. They don't have drama surrounding them because they're in Toronto. The other reason Jawan Howard, I think, his name is going to be connected, not just because he played three seasons with LeBron, won two titles, and then coached LeBron for a year because LeBron's last year Miami, he was on the staff, but people, I, I don't think people kn knew this. I didn't know this. Rob Belinka was on the Fab Five. Rob Belinko, uh, yeah, so they that. played in college together. He obviously was not one of the Fab Five, but he was on that he team. He was so, around the periphery. Exactly. So he, <laughs> he has, so he has a relationship with Jawan. But I, I not to just be, uh, you know, a an echo course, an echo chamber here. I totally agree with you on Tyler. It's you cannot go for the high upside pick. You have to go with the safe pick. And you know Ty Lue can do it. You know what system he'll run. You know the relationship with LeBron. You know that it's, you're not going to hire Ty Lue and a year into it be like, oh, my God, do we have to right, fire him? Right. And they, when you have you, – the clock is ticking fast. You said three years. That's what's left on his contract. And that is the, the most optimistic LeBron James supporter right. would say three years left as a top five guy. Realistically, it more like it's two. probably two. It, I mean, we're, we're year 19. He's going to be an MVP right. candidate is what we're talking about. So it's probably two. So you can't put yourself mm -hmm. in where there's any chance that going into year three, wait, are we replacing the coach again? Right. Now, and if I thought that one of these young up-and-coming coaches is going to have some insight on getting one of these free agents, sure. with Jawan, he's from Chicago. Anthony Davis, he's from Chicago. They might have some relationship, but he's not a free agent. Right. right. You know, so if I had something like that, I'd be willing. But as you guys mentioned, as far as LeBron and the Lakers, yes, you have to keep in mind about LeBron and how long he's going to be able to play. It's got to be a part of it. That part right there is more important than is LeBron familiar with the system. They need a coach who's ready to go right now. So if they get a free agent or if they're able to make the AD trade, that they have enough things in place that they can be a title contender right next away, season. Right away. There's a lot of coaches that look like that were hot assistants. And I'm not saying Jawan wouldn't be good, but I mentioned Derek Fisher. Remember Mark Ivoroni coming out of Phoenix yeah. years ago? He was, like, going to be the next great coach. Heck, Luke. I mean, to this point, Luke hasn't done it. So, you, like I said, you can't be experimenting. You, and now, I've heard Ty Lue wants big money. Because as much as he likes LeBron and they get along, it's he goes man. It's, it's a hard job. It's, it's a hard job. And Magic, too, right? Yeah. So he wants big-time money. So I don't know if that's a factor, but uh, maybe why you're hearing about Jawan now. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Hoops on Fox podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review, letting us know what you think of the show.